You're listening to the Stable Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome along to another edition of the Stable Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I am recording this intro from my home in Chichester uh, during isolation. Interesting times that we find ourselves in. I hope that you are all staying well and safe. Uh, On today's episode, we have got an incredible hip-hop rock artist called Manifest, also known as Chris Green, Uh, and we connected last year at a gig that I was DJing for Manifest and also kind of road managing him uh, for this rock event in Germany. So we had some time between Soundcheck and the gig to catch up and chew the fat around all things Manifest, Chris as an author, as an artist, now as a man who's ventured into this crazy world of online marketing uh, and mentorship, and like he's incredible. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Manifest, and uh, hopefully you take something away from it. But make sure that you check out manifest.net, manifest.com, uh, and check out all the different things that he's got going on. All right, guys, enjoy. restaurant hotel whatever it is uh, in germany with my friend author musician entrepreneur blogger father <laughs> husband chris greenwood aka manifest how you doing bud i'm doing feeling good man hanging out with my brother right here mate it's not often we get the chance to sit down and chew the fat no and i feel like i've been on the receiving end today of learning from you because you have spent not only decades in the music industry but the last few years focused mainly around kind of digital marketing uh, and (laughs) what a difference that makes when it comes to sales promotion and advertising whatever it is you've got to sell and shout about yeah Let's take it right back. I'd love for the listeners out there to hear a bit of your story. Um, Obviously, when I first met you was at a uh, kind of camp in Canada. Uh, I was DJing. You were rapping. Um, We were both pretty naive and green to life. Just living it. But we're just living it. Yeah. And having fun. And I'd love to kind of even take it further back to kind of like your childhood, to kind oh, wow. of like what, what was, what was that driving force that kind of made you want to become like an artist? Was it stuff you saw on MTV, or because you were also a big skate kid, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And that whole culture. Yeah. Take us right back there, because I'd love to talk just about the music first off. For sure. Well, I can totally remember if I was influenced by MTV or much music in Canada, um, it would be the Beastie Boys. Yeah. You know? and, Mixmaster uh, Mike. That yeah. was my influence too. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That uh, music video, So What You Want. Like, I can remember being at some camp or something like that and they, and we just went up on stage and just kind of lip-synced the song and just had fun <laughs> just being goofy, you know? So when it came time to get into music, I just wanted to get on stage and rap and sing or whatever. Well, not sing. It was just rap at the time and just have fun you know yeah. I didn't want to be a rap star a rock star or any of that stuff I just wanted to get on stage and just have fun you know and I wanted to share Jesus of course but um, 
I actually wanted to be a professional skateboarder first. That was my first goal, but I got hurt skateboarding, and so I had nothing to do. And because I get bored easily, I started to write songs, and that's how how I kind of got into the whole music industry. And so my first EP was 2001, and we shot the photos at the skateboard park. There was a song called Session, which was about skateboarding sessions, and so I kind of took my culture and everything that I was doing and put it into my music and here we are now in Germany. We're performing tonight. I've toured 22 different countries and released over 10 records and yeah. uh, been really blessed. Music has actually been good to me. It hasn't been easy, but I'd say overall I'm, I've, uh, I've had a good I've had a good go, I think. A good run. Good run, yeah. So you mentioned that, that you're a Christian. Obviously with the podcast, you know, we're called Beyond the Pews. It's awesome. And that does kind of for a lot of people probably indicate the fact that it's probably kind of like people taking it beyond the church and kind of like whether their voice their company whatever it's kind of taken out there and their experiences and their journeys um but for you like why why christianity yeah um well my mom dragged me to church and that didn't really do it. You know, you can't force something upon someone, and God doesn't force himself upon anyone. It's a choice. He hasn't robotized our minds. He's given us free choice. <coughs> now, our, our parents can guide us, and that's what my mom did. And eventually I went to a Bible camp where, um, you know, I, was, I wasn't proud of some of the things I'd done as a kid. I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of shame for certain things. And the devil's really good at reminding us about those things that we're not proud of. Mm. And I'll never forget about hearing about forgiveness and not only God forgiving us, but learning to forgive yourself and washing that away. And all I can say is God's power and his love washed me away of some things that weekend that, you know, used to kind of rear their ugly head and make me feel guilty, make me feel ashamed of myself and I'm no good. And all I can tell you is God really like got rid of that that stuff and just forgave myself and let it go because you know what we all make mistakes we're not perfect and i don't think you're going to get a better deal with christianity you know like god's love is real it's changed my life it's saved my marriage and it's taught me business principles to be in entrepreneurship and to just take this uh message of hope out to people and and, uh so that's why i chose jesus so jesus has helped you in your entrepreneurship and your business i'd love to unpack that a bit (laughs) Not yeah. trying to put you on yeah, the spot, no, though. No, please, but, please. Um, well, hey, let's let's for, give a plug about my book, From Red to Black, where I'm going to be talking about you know that stuff. So I'm happy to. Because that that's obviously something that a lot of people that I know who are of a faith group, you know, they struggle with the conversation around money. They have this kind of like poverty mentality, big time. Uh, and the church, you know, I, I've got friends who work for the church, and they get paid not a lot of money yeah. you know and then i have people who are solid men and women of god and they are in a business or an industry that makes them a lot of money yeah and they're generous with that absolutely so how how do you kind of like where's the correlation for you between following jesus and kind of like helping you create and develop and benefit from your entrepreneurship and your business yeah well, I, I grew up, I didn't grow up rich, okay? I grew up pretty poor. My dad committed suicide when I was five years old, so I grew up with a single mom. And um, we weren't really ever taught about money. And mm-hmm. I remember my mom just trying to scrounge around to try and, you know, raise me and my sister. 
And uh, so I, I never learned anything about that. And um, I always thought that, you know, same thing, you know, as a Christian, you know, poverty is, uh, is what we take, is what we do, and we wear it on our sleeve like a badge of honor, like it's like some great thing. But then there's only these few people that are allowed to be rich. And to be honest, we just talked about my me getting born again in my faith. If it wasn't for a rich man in our church that paid for me to go to Bible camp, I might not even have heard the truth. Yeah. And um, I really believe that, you know, um, we live in an economic world where the measurement is based on money and what you earn. And I think for a lot of Christians and just people, they, um, they like taking the whole badge of honor of poverty because it means that they don't have to perform. And that they don't have to be accountable. It's an escape route. It's an escape route, total, so that they don't have to perform and earn. But the problem is, if you don't earn, you can't get. And if you can't get, you can't give. And Christians and people, we need to be able to give. That's just how the economy works. And we've all heard this many times at unsuccessful shows and concerts where, well, if only we just touch one person, if just one person comes to Jesus, then it was all worth it. And that's honestly the biggest, like... Like I'm trying to use a metaphor that's not swearing. It's just a load <laughs> Swear of swear away. I can just, put it in it's a little just, it's, just, it's just a bunch of crock, right? Yeah. Like it's just it's just it's a cop out. That's what it is. It's a cop out. And again, just and not getting into it. it's like, look, did you properly promote? Did you properly go through the business plan and be organized? And the Bible has a lot to say about money and a lot to say about business and being a good steward. And the whole story about the talents is one of my favorite because, you know, a lot of us and maybe people listening you're burying your talent you've even been given a talent but you're not working it you're not developing it you're not developing your skill set and you're just burying it and so it's not working for you it's not earning for you and you need to bring it out to the light and 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 learn like i like me and you both didn't you know just all of a sudden learn the music biz didn't just get given to us we had to work hard at it and learn how to get a paycheck for djing and learn how to make money with our music and um i believe the god bible talks a lot about perseverance and not quitting and keep pressing on towards the goal and a man falls down seven times he gets up and goes again it doesn't say quit and i'll bless you you know and i think a lot of christians they just give up too soon and they quit and um you know, they don't renew their spirit and don't uh, don't press on and um that's what we need to do as christians it's 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 Nothing's easy, but, you know, nothing worth doing normally ever is. What, what in the last, kind of, say, 10 years, because that's probably been the busiest of your, kind of, like, probably 20 years within the music industry and, kind of, growing up in this culture. But the last 10 years, you, you've put out a lot of records. Have there been times that you feel like you have been knocked down those seven times and... You know, you just are ready to jack it all in, and if that is the case, what what changed your mind, or what kind of brought you around to thinking about I've got to just keep going with this? Yeah, um, there's many times I wanted to quit, a gazillion times, because I felt like the door was constantly slammed to my face. You know, other artists getting the tours, other artists getting the festival slots, other artists just getting opportunities or radio play, and it just not working out for me. And I'll never forget being in Texas. And just got off a horrible tour where they treated me really bad. Like I was literally opening up for this band, but I was performing in between the bands while they were setting up, plugging in cables, checking guitars while I'm trying to perform oh, my heart out. And it yeah. was just embarrassing and just rough. So destroying, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I was offered my old IT job back for um, like 70, 80 grand a year. And instead of that, I chose 
to the music. You know, I chose. So pause a second. So you came out of kind of education into IT. Yeah. So you were an IT guy before you went into the music. That's right. What were you doing at the same time? Well, I did music and IT for a while. Like okay. I, I really took any scent I made and put it into my music and, and learned. But then when I got signed, I thought I was going to be a rock star. And so I quit my job and I went into $30,000 into debt, which I realized wasn't very smart. So Because you probably had no plan. I had no you plan. Were young. Yeah, I just assumed it was all going to work out. God's just going <laughs> to bless it, right? So just, just jump out and catch me, God, you know, and... I think that's another thing, you know, in the Christian circles and just circles in general. We just, we step out with no plan. But if you don't have a plan, then I guess you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know where you're going, um, doesn't mean you don't sometimes step out in faith and try things because you've got to try. At least, you know, it's better to step out and fall on your face. And at least you can steer a moving ship than a ship that's not even moving at all. But uh, anyways, I was about to quit and then we blew up in Japan. And, and I do give all thanks and all praise to God for that because it just... It was just unreal, selling tens of thousands of records over there, and it breathed new life into my career. Still had to make more music, still had hard times, still <clears throat> had to push. And um, the record label tried to sign all my rights away and different things, and thank God I had wisdom and, you know, a good mentor. You know, and if I can say anyone listen to this, you might be like, well, I don't know who to call, I don't know what to do. And, you know, and maybe you don't have a mentor, maybe you don't have someone in your life. Well, listening to podcasts like this is step one. Step two is getting books and learning, and step three is reaching out to, to people and mm. trying to find mentors. If you can't find them physically, find it in a book, you know. And uh, thank God I had different mentors in books because I didn't have a dad, and that's where I learned about business and entrepreneurship. And it's honestly probably the only reason why I've still had a successful music career because there's other more talented, more successful artists, but they're broke because they didn't know how to manage their money, they didn't mm. know how to invest their money, and they spent it all on whether it's booze drugs or clothes or crazy trips and these are both christian and non-christian artists by the way Mm. so you kind of through that process have learned how to manage money yeah the idea of just being a good steward of it you know and i say this to artists that are even trying to grow their social media platforms and stuff like that and they want a million followers and subscribers and i say well are you being faithful with the hundred you have are you going live every day? Mm. Are you posting three to four times a day? No, I don't. I don't really have anyone. I don't have a following. And, and well, of course you have a following. You're not feeding it. And whatever you don't feed dies. And so if you're not going to be faithful with the few fans, how do you expect to be when you've got a million fans? And it's the same thing that people say, well, I can't tithe when I have $100. If you won't tithe when you've got $100, you won't tithe when you have 100000 you know? Are you guys listening to this? Because I think every part of this is not just you telling us your story, but you're feeding exactly what this podcast's about. It's about helping your everyday man or woman or kid in their kind of development, in their journey, and giving good advice. Because that's what it is. Like We all probably desire to have a mentor in our life, somebody who can put their arm around us and journey with us. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that. No. But these tools and resources that can have like, certainly you and your wife are putting out, which we'll talk about in a minute, but the reason I'm doing this podcast is exactly that, is we want to help tease out those routines, the rhythms, the, the, the tools that you're using that you can pass on to the listeners for them to get hold of yeah. and help turn their life around and, or move in the right directions or take a positive step mm-hmm. in a different direction. Just quickly, you mentioned Japan there. Yes. Can I, if I think back, 
were you billed as the new Eminem? Was that right? Eminem meets Lincoln Park. That's Eminem. Was. That was or Lincoln Park meets Eminem. That's what it was on, like the the promo, the promo in the stores and all that, and the end caps. Yeah. And you were very gracious in inviting me out to Japan. Yes. I I have told the story <laughs> to many people, but uh, that was an incredible tour. I remember touring with you in the U.S. band or Canadian band that you had at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and it was over 2010, the Ash Cloud in Iceland that went up. That's right. And you guys kind of toddled off, uh, went back to North America because you weren't affected by it. And um, the night before, we, do you remember? It was yeah. after, I think it was after the Lady Gaga party <laughs> that, right. that we had a tour partner, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. And Lady Gaga had just come off her. Um, it was in Osaka, I think. Yeah, her arena tour. We'd just come off the club tour. And we had this kind of joint after party. So that was cool. But then we went out to eat some, like, kind of. You did. I went to sleep. Yeah, you went to sleep. You were sensible. <laughs> and me and me and some of the band, we went out for yeah. some food, and I ate all this kind of raw intestine. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and I got really sick, and I was I had the worst vomit and diarrhea I've ever had. And because <laughs> because the ash cloud grounded all the flights, it was like a further ten days yeah. before I got back. And the journey that I went through to get home, losing money. Ten thousand pounds in debt. Ended up speaking at a sc- an international school. Do you remember yes, this? yes, yes. On cyberbullying, and because I'd done Jeez. some youth work stuff, just all the crazy things that happened in that in that ten days. And the reason I didn't get well is because the translation that I was trying to kind of tell the chemist was that I needed some diorolite and I needed some emodium, <laughs> but they gave me some laxative, <laughs> and it made me worse, and I was. Pouring blood out of areas that you don't want to think about. Oh my gosh. But, but that's kind of like a, a story that I will never forget that I'm linked with you, Mona. <laughs> I know, we're just, we're, we're connected in more ways than one. Um, but mate, that was incredible. But I could talk about your music. I think I could probably do about four shows just kind of chewing the fat with you, sharing stories, uh, and looking at kind of like some great resources mm-hmm. for, for the listeners. But Rather than talk about your music, people can go and check out manifest.net, is it? Yeah, manifest.com. Manifest.com. Don't check out manifest.net. That works too. It works too. You've got them all. I got both now. Oh, you've got both. Um, I had to pay for it, but I finally got it. (laughs) (laughs) But but let's talk about um, you as an author, as a writer, before we get onto all the digital stuff. Talk to us about Fighter. Yeah. The book. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe a fighter isn't someone who never fails. A fighter is someone who never quits. And, um, you know, to become a good skateboarder, I honestly feel like I had to really fight to get good at it. To become a good rapper, I really had to fight it for it. And, again, to become a singer, fight for it. You know, I had to fight for my marriage. I felt like, you know, I feel like we all have to fight for those things that are really important. And definitely, you got to fight for your dreams, you know. No one's just going to walk up to you and hand you your dreams. you got to fight for it, man. And um, so I wrote a book um, called Fighter, Five Keys to Conquering Fear and Reaching Your Dreams, because I believe the one thing that causes us to not fight and to give up and quit is fear, fear of failing, fear of getting made fun of, fear of rejection. And um, so I talk about some of the things, having courage and perseverance and uh, to be able to push through. And, um, you and know, are these all things that you've faced in your life? Yeah, because I, I really struggled with it. I don't know if it was partly not having a dad or just had a pretty rough childhood getting picked on as a kid. And um, it was just... Um, 
you know, wasn't wasn't always easy for me. And you know, when I finally felt like I had some success, that uh, I, I could wanted to share my story to hopefully inspire other people to say, look, you're not alone, man. I have these doubts. I have these thoughts too. And um, you can actually get a free copy. Just cover the shipping. Just go to fighterbook.net. Https uh, colon slash slash fighterbook.net, and we. Um, we uh, ship it to you anywhere in the world. Um, just cover the shipping and handling because uh, we just want to get this message out to people, you know. Mm. So you're giving away a free book. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Total respect. Now, um, with the book, was that kind of like a, a bridge between the music and where you're currently at? Because both you and your wife have a uh, social presence uh, on the social media platforms, on YouTube. You're big into digital marketing and kind of sharing your strategies, building courses. Where are you at with that? And and was that kind of the bridge that the kind of book yeah, catapult I would, you into there? Well, I started reading a lot of self-development books on tour or at home. I, I first heard of a guy named Peter J. Daniels, who's kind of been like a father figure and mentor to me in many ways. And just started realizing like the mind is like a muscle and it can be developed, you can learn, you can grow. And so when I was on tour, I'd always go to the thrift shops, the Goodwills, the Salvation Armies, and I'd try and find these business books for like a buck and just devouring stuff. And I, and I found one called The Millionaire Messenger and how you can um, monetize what you know and, and people will pay you for it. And I was like, well, geez, I've been through hell and back. I wonder if people pay to hear my story, <laughs> fighter. And uh, that's where that started. And then, uh, you know, I created a course on overcoming fear. And then I created some courses just to help artists not make all the stupid mistakes I made, yeah. you know. And it ended up just realizing, like, people freaked out about it. And we're just starving for this stuff. You know, I felt like people are... Um, information overloaded but they're truth starved and people needed to know the truth about Love the music that. biz and uh, so I created smartmusicbusiness.com and the podcast and a bunch of online courses and training to help artists and, and my wife has courses on um, helping artists with art with their artwork and stuff so that's kind of how that developed that's awesome. yeah so are you kind of transitioning out of the music or will the music always be a part of who you are well, the music will always be a part. I have pulled back a little bit from touring. Yeah. But I feel like we're going to be releasing more music than ever now because right. I can be at home or writing and I can leverage digital marketing like you alluded to. Yeah. So two things I want to look at. The first thing is um, any routines or rhythms that you have. I feel like I could share some of your routines and rhythms because I feel like I know you quite well and I've seen that when we've been on tour and been on the road. Yeah. But what what are a couple of those kind of routines that you implement in your life that is that are fundamental to you and your growth and your staying close to yeah I guess your faith and to Jesus yeah. and stuff like that and the second you can jump straight in if you want the second is kind of what advice would you give to a, a young band or a young artist maybe if you've got three pointers for them mm -hmm. of like what what they should do. If they're just like in a small town, they've got some songs, but they want to kind of go to the next level right. what they can do. But, right. but let's start with the routines and yeah. rhythms. Um, my mornings are mine now, okay? Nobody else gets my mornings except me, God, and my family. Okay. All right? You don't go for breakfast with me anymore. 
unless you're paying me a large fee to coach <laughs> with me. Yeah, you don't get my mornings. My friends don't get it. Nobody, because wow. it just messes up my day. Unless you're on tour with me and I'll or have I'm your with, breakfast yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the anomaly. Yeah, yes. yes. Um, I, and, and that's just putting a value on my time. That's you awesome. Know? Um, people don't pick my brain anymore normally unless... I, I charge because I spent tens of thousands of dollars on my brain. Yeah. Um, so I'm very careful with my time now um, with friends. Like if I'm going for my walks, which every morning I go for a walk, and either I'm recording my podcast or I'm listening to something inspirational, and I'm pre-framing my mind and getting my mind ready because I've noticed in the mornings I can easily get depressed or get side shot. And because I'm an entrepreneur, because I'm working for myself, I have the same self-doubts as you or whatever, mm. you know, but I don't have a boss telling me what to do. I'm my own boss. Mm. And if this boss ain't inspired, if this boss ain't pumped up on God's word and inspirational stuff, this boss ain't doing too good. And I need to kick my own butt every morning into That's action, cool. right? And so um, I, I've learned to catch myself. And it's not like I am you know, need to take Prozac or take certain pills. I just need to get my mind right and I need to renew my mind. And definitely, please, no offense to anyone if you are on medication for that. I, I totally understand that side of things. But for me, I try and use med- I try to use God's word as a medicine mm. or my medication, you know what I mean, yeah, to try cool. and uh, get my mind right. And so that is so crucial. And um, I try to wake up early. I don't, I'm not uh, part of the 5 a.m. club or at least not every morning, but I do try to wake up early as possible to try and get a little bit of work done. And, and stuff done even before my daughter wakes up because uh, I try to drive my daughter to school with my wife every morning, which, uh, again, just so thankful that we can do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my routine. I try to read every day, listen to something all the time. If I'm doing homework, if the car is moving, there's inspirational stuff playing. There's a podcast playing. There's something going in these ears, you know. So yeah. that's kind of um, my daily routine with that. And then uh, I guess three pointers for artists is, you know, make great music. Okay, I know it can uh, can't be said enough. Music is foundation, you know. But the truth is, actually, a lot of artists that have terrible music have really great careers. So that's not always true. <laughs> but if I'm coaching you, I always try and say, you know, invest in the music as much as you can. But um, music is just part one. Now, if you ain't marketing it, you ain't learning how to market, learning how to sell, mm. um, like like. Uh, that's so important because if you just got great music, like you're just a needle in the haystack. You got to bring it out to the world, and you got to learn how yeah. to market and, and, and get out there. Um, and so I'd say that's number two. And number three, again, if you want this, but I always say not only because it's fun and it's awesome, but tour, play shows, play live. You got to play live. Yeah. You got to test the songs out. You got to, and it's just great for social media it's great for everything and you know you're not going to get a better education than touring the world and getting out there and maybe that sounds crazy to you okay when i was at my it job i remember god giving me a dream going out with my funny dude for lunch one time and we were eating steak burgers or something like that and i just out of nowhere said this i said we're gonna go to germany one day i want to go to germany and that was like me being a brain surgeon. That's how far away and impossible that seemed. But I'm literally in Germany with you yeah. um, recording this podcast. For about the fourth time. For the fourth or fifth time. Yeah. And so, you know, dreams do can happen. It does happen with you. But was there a lot of hell in between that and a lot of fighting for the dreams? Yeah, there was. But the only difference between me and other artists is that I was said no to, but I just didn't listen to it. Mm. That's awesome. I was listening to um, Tim Ferriss. Have you come across Tim Ferriss? Yeah. Listened to him recently, and, and he was talking uh, to. Oh, can't remember who it was, but 
the theme was around like if you haven't been knocked down you have no idea what it takes yeah you know and and for me it's like the knocks are what I guess kind of steers me to learn like if I'm not knocked if I haven't been kind of like taken down a peg or two or failed a whole stack of times then you're never going to learn to be great because I don't want to be good I want to be great in everything I do I want to be a great father yeah. You know, and that means that I'm going to fail and I do fail yeah. and I screw that up. But I want the end result to be what is the legacy that I'm leaving mm. in friendship, in family, in business, in relationship? I want it to be great. I, I think you're probably on that same yeah. wavelength, right? Yeah, you just want it, you want it, you know, it's good isn't good enough anymore you know and you 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 want anything you do you yeah you want it to be great because everything takes you can't do everything you know and i'm starting to realize that now Mm. and that to get it to a certain level it just takes a lot of attention so when i'm saying yes to something i'm realizing i'm saying i gotta say no to other stuff because i can't do it all but the things that i i do want to do I want to do them great. I heard someone say in a, in a I think it's a Robert Schuler book, and if you haven't read anything about Robert Schuler, you need to. I think he said, "Tough times don't last; tough people do." That's the book. And there's a story about a man who said, "You know, I I, I failed at golf, so I wouldn't fail at being a father." You know, I became a, just a, an amateur golfer so I could be a great father. You know, and yeah. uh, that spoke to me. You know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Before we wrap this up, because obviously. In the background, we've got some random German music playing. We got we had Enrique Iglesias or whoever it was. We had Justin on. Timberlake the other day, Justin or Timberlake. when we were in that kid's store. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, so obviously people listening. We're gonna put you out your misery very shortly. But before we end, um, so you listen to podcasts. You obviously create podcasts, but do you listen to podcasts? Yes. Give us like three or four podcasts that you listen to that people should be listening to. Well, first of all, to all you, you Christians that hate on other Christians, you can go hate on Joel Olstein, but I listen to Joel Olstein because he's okay. super inspirational. Um, <clears throat> for business, I listen to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. Love that, yeah. Um, that one's awesome. Talks a lot about Facebook ads and different stuff. And I listen to John Hagee, not on podcast. Brendan Bruchard, uh Ah, Bible Success Secrets, Myron Golden. Oh, I got a little Joyce Meyer in here, a little Frank Kern, and a little bit of uh, Sales Funnel Radio, Radio, my homie Steve Larson from Boise, Idaho. So there's a few to throw in your podcast library. Go and check it out. Um, And just to wrap this up, where can people go to find out more about you? We'll stick all of this in the show notes, but just quickly... A couple of websites or links or how can people find you or find out more about your courses? Yeah, uh, smartmusicbusiness.com for my uh, courses. And uh, there's a monthly membership called Fanbase University where I coach you twice a month for an hour live um, via video. It's really fun and just great training and just get to hang out ask any questions you want. And then um, manifest.com. Look me up on Spotify. It's M-A-N-A-F-E-S-T. So Manifest. Manifest. The manna from heaven. Mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Love you, man. And we'll uh, catch up in about 10 minutes when we uh, get on stage and rock Germany. Shabba. Thanks, buddy. Take care.
Thanks so much for joining our conversation. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe, give us a five-star review, and come and check out what we're up to at stable.com. Remember, we all have a story to tell, and each one matters. So go share it with someone. It's good to talk. See you next time.